Everybody, 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 drop your buff, stop, 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 Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs. I'm Sean Ross. I'm Evan Ross Katz. And it's Pride Month. I don't think that we've put out an episode this month on the main feed, but we have been very busy on Patreon where we're doing a Survivor Panama Exile Island rewatch on a weekly basis. We're pretending like it's airing on Tuesday nights and we're putting them out on Wednesdays. And that's been very, very fun. What a great season. And so many new patrons have joined. So thank you if you are one of those. If you're interested in joining, you can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes uh, to this episode. There's lots of fun going on on Patreon. And I will say too, like as someone who really enjoys a podcast before bed, if you haven't seen Panama or if you saw it a long time ago and are looking for a reason to rewatch it, the podcast can be a great companion um, or even just like a podcast on your way to work. I just know that like I'm someone who <laughs> I really enjoyed listening to um, Survivor Historians yeah. while I was watching Survivor like the first go around. I really liked having like that ancillary content and we can be that for you. Yes, we can. And hey, somebody has already commented on the episode three post saying that it, it's the uh, first season that or that they're watching the season for the first time with our rewatch, which like, sorry for spoiling the winner in episode one, but yeah, you really do. I feel like by now you got to know. I guess. <laughs> Anyways, that is the Patreon, but we're here on the main feed to spread a little pride in the sense that you know, every time I say now in the sense that I'm just parroting Kelly Osborne. That's the view clip? Yeah. Uh-huh. In the sense that Well, I feel like it sort of is categorized with like the things that you say on a podcast that aren't really saying anything. I do it all the time. Like one of them is like, um, if I may say is like one. It's just like basically like words that we say that hold no meaning, but like they're podcast tropes. Yeah. You have a big one. I know I definitely do uh we mentioned this before. Like, I love like saying the fact of like, well, circling back. Not for nothing. Not, not for nothing. For nothing. Oh, well, I love. Well, that's not a podcasting. That's <laughs> Evan Ross Katz's like verbiage. Yeah, maybe we can do not for nothing teas. Do you want to know what a friend actually? He might be listening right now. My friend Rick. Do you want to know what he taught me recently? That's like one that I love. Not my monkeys. Not my circus. Oh yeah, I love that one. It was new for me, and I'm like, I love that. Yeah, it's great. I use that one all the time. And one. like similar, similar sentiment is uh, that's a you that's a you problem that you're uh-huh. trying to make a me problem. Mm. That's a little spicier though, because like, yeah, not my monkey's pointed. not my circus is more. I'm you're just not getting about, involved. Yeah, you're talking about somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are here to spread a little pride in the sense that we are going to be talking about our favorite sexiest men of survivor this isn't necessarily a ranking either made the cut or you didn't make the cut uh what is the cut you might ask great question because originally it was 20 people but for some reason we have 21 people on this list so maybe as we go through the list hey here's a little suspense someone's not gonna make it i like that yeah 
I like that. And we'll also include some honorable mentions because I have to say, going through, uh, we went through every cast member. This was this was no small undertaking. We've been promising this for a long time. We took it very seriously. And maybe we'll do um, we'll have to do two Instagram posts where we like showcase in carousel form all of these men because some of them will be top of mind for listeners, but others are going to require a Google. Some of them require a Google from me. Right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know who some of the people on the list are. Uh, We've also compiled some honorable mentions because there are so many and so many that couldn't make the 21 person cut, soon to be 20. And so we've got some honorable mentions because there's lots of love to go around uh, for these hot men of Survivor. And let's, you know, start off by saying this is our list. You Uh very well might disagree with some, many, all of our entries. And you might also feel like there are very sexy people that are on Survivor that were not included on this list. And you are correct. We are not Uh saying that this is the definitive sexiest list. This is the drop your buffs, sexiest men of Survivor list. Important distinction because my... My picks, I feel, are outliers. I'll also say that I think you got more picks than me, but we we can tackle that later. Do you feel some type of way about it? I don't feel any type of way, but you've definitely got some on there that I would not include. Okay, well, let's hash it out. Well, we will. Wow, okay. (laughs) Okay, the way that we're going to do this, like I said, it's not a ranking. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. And so what we're going to do is walk backwards by first appearance on the show. So we're going to start at the 40s and work our way backwards because I feel like the people that people want to hear about are the earlier people. Uh, And some of these newer people, I don't uh, know who they are. So we're going to find out together. (laughs) Evan's counting the list right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, got it, got it, got it. No, no, no. Well, because just for those not in the Google Doc... God bless him. But Sean has created... So we have, like, all of our contenders. Actually, maybe we release this list on Patreon. The long list? Yeah, because the long list includes everyone that was, like, even in, in contention. contention. Yeah. And then Sean has bolded our selects and then etc. So there's actually, like, a 50... I would say about 50 people that were, like, sort of in, in, the, in the mix here that we whittled down to 21. Yeah. Anybody that I was watching and I was, like something stirred inside of me for one second, they mm-hmm. got they got put on the list. And it's not hard. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we go with our first entrant? I'm sorry to Survivor 42, 43, and 44, but our first entrant comes from Survivor 41, the only entrant from uh, the new era to make the list. And Evan, I throw this one straight to you. Yeah, I'm going to throw into contention Xander Hastings, um, who I want to say I think has gotten hotter in his post-Survivor life. So Xander is someone that benefits from social media. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's crucial here because not all of our contestants are active on social media. Um, some of them don't even have social media. So it gives you a little bit more of a 360 view on the person. But... I thought Xander was hot during his season, but I definitely think like the tingling in the nether regions began uh, via Instagram. Yeah, we share a lot of Xander posts, so I feel like he deserves to be here. Yeah, he's hot. And uh, he's got the body, he's got those huge nipples, and uh, (laughs) his hair looks great. Yeah, I'm okay with Xander being here. I'm okay with Xander being here. I think that there's others from the new era that like 
I don't know. I'm getting into I don't think we throw out names but, until yeah. the end. Like yeah. we're just this is just the list. I know. I but agree. I can already I feel like we started hot because because of the way we're doing this, now we've thrown three seasons out the window already. Yeah. Um and so <laughs> We we see that. Let's just say, for the sake of the conversation, there are one, two, three, four, five. There are six men that were in contention that did not make the. Oh no, six. Oh sorry, no, 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 six, seven, eight, eight men that were on the. What do we call it? Like the master list or whatever that yeah, didn't. The long ul- list, yeah. The long list that didn't ultimately make it in. From the new era, you mean? From the new era, yes. Yeah, me. I actually think there's somebody from Forty One that's hotter than Xander, but I'm not like willing to fight. I'm are they on the list? Yeah. Okay. They're an honorable mention. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take this next one from Survivor 39, Island of the Idols. It's one of my favorites, Dean Kowalski. I don't know Ooh. how to say his last name, but it's <laughs> Dean from Island of the Idols, who I just think there is... And I think you're going to start to see like a through line of my picks, <laughs> which is that they're all kind of like Dean. They're all kind of these like young sort of like thicker white guys that like are dumb as hell. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's be clear on like what we mean by thicker here. No, no, no. Like thicker, like in the sense that. <laughs> muscly. <laughs> so, yes, muscly. But like when, when I say thick, I mean like they're sort of built like a like, refrigerator. Do you know what I mean? They're kind of square. Okay. And I feel like I've got like three or four of these guys on the list. And, and I didn't really realize that. I've always said I don't have a type, and unfortunately I'm realizing that I do through this process, and the type is Dean. And I think that Dean is like the kind of guy that if you just saw a picture of Dean, you would be like, what? But you have to watch Dean for 39 days. Well, I wish I could watch him for 39 days, but it's just like 12 episodes, 39 days of Survivor. Uh, One sexiest man We know how it works, Sean. (laughs) And so <laughs> I just felt like, especially towards the end game there, there was just like a lot of shots of Dean lounging around. And I have never seen somebody exude the sex appeal that he did in that season. Huh. Like never in my life have I seen something like it. Granted, at this point, I was delirious because I had just mainlined sort of like seasons 36 to 39 to catch up. Uh, just for this podcast, because I had sworn those seasons off. And so, yes, I might have, like, my brain might have been fried at that point, and I may have been seeing things that weren't there, but I stand by this one. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think that you can click a few images and hot, hotty, hot is emanating. I also want to give it up. Dean's got a booty. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing about hot straight men is that that's, they're not always gifted and all areas, and I feel like he had a nice little booty and wore uh, uh, boxer briefs around the island, and it was good. What's your, um, do you have a body part that you like when you're looking at a Survivor Sexiest Men? Sexiest Man? Yeah. When you see a man on the screen, what body part is attracting you? Um, With Survivor, I mean, it's a very pecs-forward show. Yeah. So pecs are, are big, but then... Just like I'm looking for tree trunk legs. Ah. I will say, and like I'm, you know, this is not like subversive answers, uh, but I will say I'm not like, yeah, uh, but I'm not looking at arms. That's not something interesting that's in contention for me. But I will say, like, I care. I do like like a hot body with like an ugly face, but that's not just survivor. I love that. Yeah, but I think that that's like case in point, Dean. 
no, I don't think he meets that mark. <laughs> it's not an ugly face. It's just his face. It's is an not, interesting face. Yeah, but yeah. no, he's not. I'm, okay. I'm trying to think. We have well, maybe we have someone on this list who's a better qualifier in that sense. But no, Dean's like he's he's cute. He's just not. I wouldn't call him like handsome. Uh huh. But then it feels weird. Like I'm looking at a picture of him and saying he's not handsome. Like he's fucking handsome. But like, yeah, relative to the discussion we're having, yeah, he doesn't have a conventional face. No, and I like that about him. He played basketball at Columbia. That's kind of hot, <laughs> right? Okay, I don't know what that means really. Triple. He da- famously dated. Hey, so far both of our entrants are Survivor love rats because uh, Xander, of course, dated Andrea along with others. Uh, I think like Lauren from Edge of Extinction and maybe somebody from his own season. And uh, Dean dated Michelle, uh, winner of Korong. So loser of Winners at War. So there's something. Maybe there's a through line here because I'm seeing others too that have dated Survivor alum. But let's go to the next pick coming from Edge of Extinction, Evan. Yeah, we're going to throw a winner into... The Raft. Uh, We're going to go with Chris Underwood, the winner of Edge of Extinction. Now, I will say, if you are to Google, like, hot men of Survivor gifts, I'm not saying this is, like, the first that will come up, but, like, if you were to make the argument to someone, like, you should watch Survivor, and they're like, I'm not interested, and and you're like, oh, no, no, like, you should watch it for the man candy, Chris Underwood has some of the best gifts of just, like, hot guy, hot guying dot gif. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he's got body, he's got, can we say it? Yeah, we can say I mean, whatever we want. <laughs> he's got a big schlong. Yeah, there's and that it, famous scene of his yeah. underwear. And it, I mean, as big schlongs are prone to do, it moves. It's like, I know you said you're not into arms, but it looks like an arm. Yeah, I'm into that arm. <laughs> also, I just love, he's got these famous, like, black navy and white boxer briefs that they're hugging that arm in such a way uh-huh. that is really compelling yeah it's wild i i do feel like he's on this list because of his dick but yeah yeah well that that's relevant should we put a parental warning on this episode sure <laughs> i don't know how to do that <laughs> Chris Underwood, yeah, very, very hot. Uh, And I will say, this is the interesting thing, if we were to, like, sort of, like, have, like, a sub-conversation, which we won't be able to, but, like, there is sort of, like, the, okay, well, who amongst this list is, like, still hot today? Mm -hmm. Um, And I would put Chris Underwood in that category. Do you know, well, we have another one we'll get to that I think is even hotter today. Really? Because I... Okay, yeah, maybe. Well, no, say more, say more. Well, there's one that didn't make the cut that I think is hotter today than potentially half the guys on this list. Well, let's... Well, we'll uh, do the circle back on that. Yeah. All right, well, why don't you take the next one, too? Because I actually would argue that he shouldn't be on this list. Oh, well, let's take him off. (laughs) Oh, you want to take him off? Is this the one that comes off? You think I feel strongly about him? I thought for sure you felt strongly about him. We're talking about David versus Goliath's Alec Merlino. Take him off. Oh, I thought you wanted him on there. No. Oh, goodbye. No, I Alec. feel strong. The one I feel strongest about is is two. Is my next one. 
So Alec Merlino is gone. Well, the next one we have is a, is a, is a controversial choice. Yeah, so you take it. <laughs> uh, we've got Michael Yerger. You're the one that bolded it. I wasn't actually going to include him because of his uh, politics. But then, you know, you, sometimes you have to separate <laughs> the art from the artist. Totally. I mean, we do that with Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, no, no, you know what? With Elizabeth, I, I don't mind Elizabeth. Paul like I think actually I like Elizabeth because uh the, yes we have the, the Elizabeth of Survivor and we have the Elizabeth of the View I actually hot take like the Elizabeth of the View I think that's important and I yeah. think that like it's part of who she is and I like that about her I don't like it so much about Michael Yerger so we're aligned on this yes. yeah I think and also for those that don't know so th- there's two things here one there's the conversation about queer baiting which is a very nuanced conversation. And usually I am like prone to defend the person allegedly queerbaiting. But I do think in the case of Michael Yerger, it is explicit queerbaiting because he's asking for money from queer people for what he's doing. Whereas I think in the case of like a Harry Styles, for instance, there actually is like a power in being so queer friendly and, and playing with queer aesthetics and everything. Certainly, there's an argue to be made about that, and the, the you know whether or not that's appropriation, what have you. But I think in the case of Jurger, it's like flat out bad. Mm-hmm. And then, if you want, you know, if you've got a free hour and want to be sad, uh, if you go onto his Twitter, he's very active Twitter account, uh, and look at his likes, the like section. Uh, he is. I would put him. Uh, I would not rank him as someone that Survivor would be coming to in, in the modern era and saying, "Let's cast him." I would put him in the yeah. Jeff Varner uh, mm-hmm. category of Survivor alumni. Hundred percent. Those two would get on like a house on fire, Oof. and let it burn, burn, burn. In the words of Ellie Goulding. Yes, <laughs> I saw someone commented because I posted that photo of Sandra. Um, yeah, with... and Gabler and Ben. Yeah, and I saw someone comment saying that Sandra is BFFs with Varner. Look, this is the thing with Sandra is that I I like I think BFFs is pushing it, mm-hmm. uh, but you know you would be surprised if you went to Varner's page and saw who still follows and interacts with him from the Survivor world. I think with Sandra, she is always playing Survivor. I really believe this. I think that she is uh, probably above any other Survivor alum. She is out there working the streets, knocking on doors of Survivor players. She's making connections. I think partially probably because she's like a friendly person and you kind of have to be to get on Survivor and be successful, but because she's like always anticipating playing again. And I don't think she wants to burn any bridges. I really believe that. And I'm not saying that it does. It means that she like secretly hates Gabler or secretly hates Ben. She probably like has found some common ground with them. But I don't think necessarily that any of this means that she shares their politics or like thinks that they're like upstanding yeah. citizens. No, uh, I sense. just think that she's like, she's a connector. I do just, uh, that makes sense. I like the fact that we have created a community where we can post something like that and like the collective response is like, ooh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Jesus grows. The, um, yeah. The track. So yeah. All right. Well, Mike, Michael Yerger, look, there's no denying that he's hot and uh, you know, it's not hard to find it all and see it all online. Um, can you see Dick 
on the I've OnlyFans. Seen Dick. I, I mean, I haven't been on his OnlyFans, but I've seen Dick. He loves to show off his ass. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, it's, okay, anyway, looking at it the all dick. looks good. It all looks good, and he was yeah. a sight for sore eyes on Ghost Island. I'll say that. But he is. <laughs> I will say, like, it's a very like. It's a very sculpted body. Like he's it's, giving Adonis, mm, which mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think is like, I, I understand that it is like fundamentally attractive, but he's the kind of person that either spends a lot of time in the gym or uses supplements and what have you to create that body. And like either of those realities I find very unsexy. Yeah. It's not the kind of guy I would like, he's not an approachable person. No. And he's I would got never like, talk to him. Like he's got like a waistline. Like yeah. that's a very like, I don't know how natural that waistline is. Well, I mean, he takes dick pics like a gay guy. Yeah, I know. That's how he makes money. It's just so interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, well, why don't you take the next one from Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers? Because this is somebody, I don't know who this is. So I'm putting him in my top five of all oh. time. This is Cole Metters who you probably don't remember. I don't really remember. I remember him. I like have slight memories of him, but not that like, <laughs> it's like, I remember the face, but not, I remember him being a pretty decent like human being. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then didn't he have like a little bit of a show? Yes, he did. He had a showmance with someone. You're anyway, the wrong he guy. yeah, he is emblazoned in my brain because he too kind of similar to um what's his name? Chris Underwood has like a famous boxer brief situation. So he has like a striped red, yellow, blue and black boxer brief that is very like Cole Cannon for the Cole Metters stands that are listening all like I think there's probably four of us. Um <laughs> Cole's just hot. He is got he's got face, he's got body, and he's one of those guys where his body is so banging that it comes through in a t-shirt. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Do you know who I think the hottest person is that epitomizes this for me? And it might not be like exactly what you're talking about. Okay, the person that I think about specifically about the body coming through the t-shirt who doesn't even have like the biggest body is Ryan Quantin from True Blood. He played the brother on True Blood, Jason Stackhouse. He was so hot. And there was something about show in person. You didn't watch True Blood? No, it was very like sacrilege for Buffy fans. Oh, for Buffy fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, well, Jason was like the kind of, I don't know, there's, I, I've never been able to describe it, but it's like, the shirt is never wearing him. Mm-hmm. He is wearing the shirt. In fact, the shirt is just sort of like, it's an afterthought of the body. Mm-hmm. I do want to say I'm on Cole's uh, Instagram right now, and like, I'm not, like, he's gotten really muscular. I think he's a fitness person. Yeah, sports and fitness instructor. Okay, so also he was on Bachelor in Paradise season two, which oh wow, the more you know. Anyway, so I'm not really vibing with the current state of affairs, um, but I think Cole is just like it's himbo energy. I like the California beach hair. Like he is probably among our closest looking to like a Ken doll. Okay, he sounds the way you're describing him. He sounds like Xander. I think he's hotter than Xander. Oh. Sorry. All right. Well, let's move on because we Oof. have another that I didn't 
I didn't remember, <laughs> but uh, it's from Millennials versus Gen X. I didn't remember him, but he came in second place. It's Ken McNichol. I have a feeling there are going to be a lot of people listening right now snapping their fingers. Well, yeah, I think so, too, because we, in preparation for this episode, have been boosting Ken McNichol's uh, Instagram posts uh, every few days. Well, not for nothing, he's come out as a big ally, question mark, yeah. to the LGBTQ plus community. Bordering on pan. It's bordering on pan for certain. Because he I said will... he's never met a straight person before, because nobody's straight. T. So, I think that, I mean I think, I think there's, there's some straight, some straight people, people out there, Gable um, and Sandra. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um but I can confirm that we are in contact with Ken. He has agreed to come on Drop Your Buffs and we're trying to record in person, at least he and I. <laughs> you're joking. Sean, you're not you don't you don't have to be there for that. Yes, you can you know what? You can take that interview and run with it because oh, then I don't have interview. to rewatch millennials versus Gen X. <laughs> oh yeah, that's by true. All means. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, Ken, uh I think what's also memorable about Ken, if people remember that he was sort of put in a tribe of all older he like was a real standout within his tribe he sort of reminds me of like who Suri was in her tribe in panama right now as far as just being like wait a minute like why am i with these people like i'm not an old i'm not an old person right i feel like he was like the youngest of the old and also ken i do kind of remember him being a really upstanding citizen and there's someone and again it's like i shouldn't talk about the, these things if i don't remember them exactly but like he was he defended an underdog i remember him being a part like there was someone that everyone was targeting and i remember him <laughs> helping them out yeah okay can i get more specific i cannot but no. there's just like ken both on survivor and on social media has like good person energy yeah, big time. And remember when we very first looked up his Instagram page? It was during a recap or something like that. And we he 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 writes these captions and he does these like reels where he's just talking and he's bordering on like motivational speaker or something. And he had written this caption about sort of like the division in the country and like Trumpism or something like that. And in reading the caption, it was difficult for us to discern in the moment whether he was a Trumpy or a non-Trumpy. Right. Uh, it, we, we have since discovered that he is part of the good. Guy's team. Yeah. And uh, so that's heartening to see. And, and I hope you enjoy your interview with him. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. Speaking of interviews, can I, talk, can I touch on the interview drama right now? Yeah, please. Well, we have been trying to book some people from Survivor 44 to come on the podcast. And so there's a, there's a formal way about going about this. We did it once with Ricard Foyer in Survivor 41. You have to you know reach out to CBS's uh, press team and they have to approve it. They usually come on the calls so that you're not asking like shady questions about the show and the contestants are put in compromising positions or they don't you know overspeak. Okay, so that's all fine. Back in Survivor 43, Carla reached out to us and was like, I want to come on your podcast because I like it and it's queer and I'm queer and I think it's a good place for me to tell my story. And at the time, she was going through a big backlash for voting for Gabler to win over Cassidy. And so she wanted to explain that. Uh, so we reached out to CBS and we're like, hey, 
like Carla wants to come on our podcast. And they were like, okay, but just so you know, it's 30 minutes max and we'll get back to you in a few weeks. Never got back to us. And 30 minutes max since when? So we were like, forget that. 44, let's talk to some people. We want to talk to Carolyn, you know? So we reach out to CBS, give them the list of people we would like to talk to. We want hour-long interviews. They have been nothing but trouble, and they're literally like 30 minutes or no. And you know what? We're walking away. The negotiation's over. We're calling their bluff. Drop your bluffs. Drop your bluffs. 30 minutes. What kind of interview is that? That's five questions. Seven max if you have a short answerer. Carolyn is not a short answerer. I was going to say, with the two of them, I feel like they're prone to talking. I think what's the most strange about the whole thing is like, the show is over. Mm -hmm. And so there's not really that same fear around things like being revealed. Spoiled. But I will say, I interviewed Sasha Colby, the winner of All Stars, during the season uh, before we knew she was the winner. And again, that's Paramount Plus, and I got a whole hour. Um, So I wouldn't, I don't even think that necessarily needs to be a fear. But it's just very strange when. You're a podcast that's dedicated to loving the show. And I know you could laugh and, you know, we can use air quotes at times. But at the end of the day, like, we're a Survivor podcast. Like, we talk about the show at nauseum. We feature tons of alumni from the show. We recap the episodes as they air. We feed, like, the ecosystem that is Survivor. It's just very odd when you're being given a stipulation, especially when the people involved want to go. I mean, I think they'd be happy to go longer than an hour, mm-hmm. as would we. So it just feels sort of strange, and there's they're offering really no wiggle room on it. And it's one of those things of, I feel, and I'm not, I don't want to speak for Sean here, but it's like, you kind of, I feel like we are, I like what we're doing, I like our integrity, and I feel... I'm going to say that like I think that they need us more than we need them. And by by them I mean uh, CBS, not Carolyn and, and Carson, which is just to say that like we have plenty of alumni that we were able to get on this show that are not contractually obligated in any way. I just don't want to be beholden to them. I I don't think we need to be and I don't think that having a relationship with them benefits us at all, you know, because I know for me like with Drag Race I would be reticent to talk poorly about Drag Race because of my ongoing relationship with them, because of the amount of times they come through for me with opportunities. Mm. It's not as though CBS like comes to us and grants us any opportunities ever. So it's just sort of annoying. Yeah. Why not say, hey, we can't do one hour interviews right now. We can only offer you a half, half hour, but let's keep in touch. And as soon as we can open it up to more time, we'd love to make that happen. Like for me, it's just the sort of like them putting their foot down with no wiggle room whatsoever. And it's like, we don't do half hour interviews. And also neither do your cast. You just did this Rob has a podcast interview. That was an hour with Yam Yam. Like, come on. Yeah. Why do I say Yam Yam? Jam Jam. Uh, yeah, it's really irritating. And I hate that they're like, <laughs> I just feel like they're, I'm sorry, bad at their jobs. Like you are, pre- the, the whole thing is that they are pulling back on podcasts. And I believe all this goes back to when Omer spilled tea about Drea on his deep dive on our hat. But it's like, that tea was mild at best cold some would say Uh it was barely tea and it's like if that's the controversy you want to avoid by letting people talk on podcasts and like what what are you what 
what are you in? This is reality TV. Yes, baby. I will. <laughs> this is a show founded on Sue Hawk and Kelly Wigglesworth being at each other's throats. Like, yes. w- what? W- where? Where are you going to work in the morning? Hello. I will say uh, we have just <laughs> heard from an alumni <laughs> <laughs> that I w- cannot read on this podcast, but um, I'm going to say I remain optimistic. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> cut to like us cutting out this entire segment <laughs> and being like, they gave us 35 minutes. We're doing it. <laughs> but yeah, someone actually... is sick of this shit. <laughs> I can only guess who would say that. I just have to like, <laughs> no, it's just so, it's so irritating to me. And that like that their official position is they're pulling back on podcasts because there's quote too many now is like, then you're not understanding the, the current environment of, media and entertainment right and, and in this their... coming from a show that just launched its own podcast which also happens to not be interviewing its contestants right and, and not for nothing i do understand the fact like there has to be some sort of vetting here because anyone can start a podcast mm-hmm. in 2023 and so mm-hmm. yes i'm sure that they do get outreach from podcasts that are with very minimal listeners that are basically like super fans wanting access to talent i understand that but We've been doing this long enough. We have enough listeners. We have enough past alumni to show sort of like who we are in the Survivor verse. It just feels very, I was going to say dehumanizing. I mean, that's like a stretch here, but it's just sort of like we've worked really hard to legitimize ourselves. And so it's difficult or it feels frustrating, I should say, when it feels like we're treated like we're nobodies when I think that we're somebodies in this space. Yeah, we're literally giving, do you know who I am? But like, do you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's carry on with this. I just wanted to get that out there because people deserve to know the way CVS is. It is funny, like the longer I work in this industry and especially like more on the Shut Up Evan side, just the amount of things you can't say. So So I'm glad that we were able to be like a little candid here. But like, I'm even thinking about like, I had to do an interview recently on someone else's podcast about and just like that. And there were so many instances where I had to bite my tongue in some small ways, some of which were like, because I've seen multiple episodes of the new season. And so I didn't want to give any spoilers or any like indication that I'd seen it. Because I also think that's annoying when someone acts like, well, I know something you don't know. But at the same time, also, it's like I'm cognizant of like not wanting to, you know, just to be respectful of my relationships and that's just me and I'm nobody. And it's like, I just, I think about the fact that this in these, in this entertainment industry, there's like everything that gets said. And then there's the whole thing of like everything that doesn't or can't. And then like, and then sometimes people know about that stuff. I'm thinking about like Barbie Ferreira during the, all the euphoria stuff. Like I had to interview her during that. And like, you, there's just instance or like talking to Michael Patrick King about the Kim Cattrall stuff. It's just like, these people have to really be masterful in what they say and in what they don't say. It's just, it's it's really something. We don't have to do that here. We don't. But at the same time, like, we, no, yeah, you're right, we don't. No. Like, honestly, I don't care if I have a relationship with Let's CBS name it. Like, you know what? Let's put the contacts in our story <laughs> and have our listeners reach out. I would love that. Yeah, for bonus points, not just the emoji on this episode, but yes. also email. CBS on our behalf. Yes. All right. Okay. Enough of that nonsense. Let's go to our next pick. I'm going to go with oh, it's my Jacqueline's. Turn, but... Well, 
you have more picks than me, so I'm taking this I, one. I'm going with Jacqueline's boyfriend from San Juan del Sur. The funny thing is, I was going to name him and then be like, Sean, this is your pick. So I thought we were just, I thought we were going back and forth with naming them. Oh, we weren't. Okay, my bad. <laughs> There's no rules here. Okay. This isn't CBS. All right, hair down, gloves so off. So this is or John. Is gloves on? No, gloves uh, off. But don't you get more impact with a glove? No, that's okay. the point. Oh, I got the glove it. is a padding. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Gloves off. <laughs> so, John, I would like to go gloves off. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Okay. Well, it's not not what I meant, but John. It's uh, 2023. Yeah, John is hot. John is hot. There's nothing more to say. And also, not only is he hot, but he deserves to come back because he was also fascinating. Along with Jacqueline, they provided so much entertainment that season. And they're still together, right? Yeah, they just had a baby. Remember that? Do you remember their story? Was that they couldn't have a? She was like, "I can't yes. have a baby," or it's or it's like so unlikely that I'll be able to have a baby. Don't go on John's Instagram. What's wrong with it? It's just teeth. Oh yeah, because he's, he's a, a dentist. Ugh, he's a dentist. Like, he looks great. He's got that. He's very much giving all American. Somebody messaged me on the Drop Your Buffs Instagram, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Who said John is my dentist? <laughs> We'll get in touch. <laughs> I'd love a referral. And I will say to John's credit as well, he's got a, just a great smile. Yeah, he's cute. He's really cute. He's really cute. Great body. It's like sort of like one of those like, it's the kind of body that you imagine is like achieved through like rigorous like work in a field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's very all-American. But it's like I'll not giving that. gym body. It's giving like no, I had no. to like yeah I had corn fed all American boy. Yeah, you know. I mean, no, no, no qualms here. Okay. Well, uh, should I take the next one? We're skipping all the twenties. Yeah, yeah. You want to do this yourself? Well, yeah, what do you want to talk about, Brett? No, I feel <laughs> like when I think of Sean's pantheon, he's at the top. Well, we're coming to the basically the Sean section because all of my picks came from pre-season 20, virtually all of them except Dean. And so we're going from season 29 all the way to season 19 to Samoa to talk about Brett Klauser, who, you know, if I had to rank things, it would be very hard for me. And I know that I said that Dean exudes a sex appeal I've never seen anything like. And that's true. I stand by that. But nobody is as cute to me on Survivor as Brett. Brett, the long forgotten, <laughs> like C tier character from Survivor Samoa, who, by the way, gets very far, like final four or final th- Spoiler. three. Spoiler. Well, I'm sorry I spoiled Survivor Samoa for those. Oh, I didn't remember. <laughs> for those in 2010. Um, but yeah, Brett, there's just something about the face. There's always like a little like, is he or isn't he sort of like vibe going on with Brett. I think the official line is that he is not. And I'm not like here to speculate on whether or not that's true. But it's more the essence that he gives off is like a little gay. And I find that incredibly appealing. And he's very boy next door, but he's got this adorable smile. He talks like a little dweeb. And every now and then, maybe like on three occasions through the whole season, his shirt will come off. His self-made shirt, because he was a t-shirt designer. And so he made his own shirts, which were 
<laughs> not great. And every now and then that shirt would come off and you would be like, whoa, Brett. And that's how I feel about Brett. I think that if I could marry somebody from my list, it might be Brett. I, I, think, I think we could have it, a happy life together. Definitely. The only thing is like a little religious, which is not my, my thing. Also, Brett is famously the only person to ever turn down an appearance <laughs> on Drop Your Buffs. He's actually he was, not the only person. He's not? Sandra's ex-girlfriend. Andrea turned down Drop Your Buffs. Wait, but why'd you say Sandra's ex-girlfriend? I said oh, Xander. Xander's Yeah, yeah, you're that right. That was a but, little bit different. Yeah, that I think was a little yeah. bit different. Brett because was she was actually like, an early yes, and then she sort of like went through things in life that said, I want to take a step back. I was going to say, that's sort of like the timing is not right. Um, yeah. Whereas Brett was like, get away from me. <laughs> and I was like, no. Um, also, Brett lives in Amsterdam, which I think yeah, is very... Yeah, he does. He's an artist. Interesting. An Billy artist. is in Amsterdam right now. Maybe I should have... Start fucking knocking on doors. I was going to There's not say... that many of them. It's a small city. It's true. Can you imagine? Actually, don't. I would be so jealous. <laughs> um, well, shout out to Brett. Uh, hot, hottie hot. Great nipples. Yeah. Great everything. Yeah. Do you want to take the next one? Because no, it's no, also no. This is pick. your section. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to. You know. Well, I don't know if you find Brendan sexy or not from I don't Survivor know Token Sheets. Do you remember Brendan? No. Now, this is important. Brendan had a big role to play in yes, the season. Yes, because he went to exile, right? He went to yes. exile and he was part of the secret exile alliance with Taj. So I'm remembering him in this moment. I got to like strongly disagree with you. At least on the sexiness? The, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I put Brendan up there. Brendan's probably in my top five. Okay. I think, Bre- see, and this is what I'm saying. I think like the type is coming together. Yeah, with, yeah. Like, I mean, Dean it's giving ugly Brendan face. Brendan and Brett. It's giving what? It's ugly face, hot body. No, it's not an ugly face. It's so Damn. cute. This is the thing. Brendan is the spitting image of Jon Stewart in Big Daddy. Oh my God, that is not true, but I do love that reference. And that is such a benchmark of hotness. He's identical Wait, to that. can we deviate real quick here to say that character, John Stewart's character in Big Daddy is like so fucking cool. Yeah, so is Brett. I mean, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, the lack of images of him like on Google. Well, this is the problem. Like he went home so early because of the whole thing and the Excel Alliance and it never. Yeah. I out. mean, and he went home. He, like he was like one of the first jury members. Yeah. I mean, he's fine. We'll keep he's him around hot. for you. Okay. Thank you. Do you want to take the next one? Let's get back to China. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a pretty unanimous pick for survivor fans and that would be the great James Clement of China, Micronesia and heroes versus villains. I mean, I think when you, if you were to do a sort of like listicle of like hot men of Survivor, you putting him at the top, I feel like James is like textbook, hot Survivor player, often shirtless, incredibly strong, lusted after by women on the show, like kind of sweet until, until he was sour. Um, <laughs> grave digger. So it's like he sort of he just has that quality where it's like he looks one way, but then you get the impression that like he's the kind of guy that reads poetry. Like he has this secret like softy yeah. quality to him that I think makes his 
physical hotness, it like amplifies it even more because he's not someone that you like exists in the world as a hot person. He exists mm-hmm. in the world as a grave digger. And mm-hmm. that's hot. He is so hot. Like he is my Everest and I want to climb him. And he has he- probably the best pictures Googleable of like survivor men. Totally. Like I get- think he might be I I think he is the hottest man to ever appear on Survivor. I think that you've got you could make a good argument for that. I think he's number one, and he might be one of the hottest men to ever walk the earth. I mean, I'm so curious to know. I mean, I have a million questions about James. I would say, would you put James second to Amanda as like the alumni we're most curious to know like what they're up to? Because I know like we're obviously curious about Kathy, but like I think James is, I think like James, I would put him, James with like Rupert, Amanda as like the big, like these huge players. Oh yeah, okay. No, no, yeah, I'm not, I'm saying that, but just like these huge players that were like the center of this series who are completely erased from the canon. I know Rupert is arguable as far as like his erasure, but for how famous Rupert was, he really is not a part of the canon. But anyway, but in terms of people we'd want to get in touch with, would you put James second? Uh, James, I, uh, look, I would put Nat- Natalie White really high. Yes. I would put Jenna Maraska really high. Yeah, you're right. So he's up there. I just, uh, the the thing that worries me about James is that I don't know how he would respond to this. Yeah, I, I concur. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I want, want to expose him to this. Uh-huh, that makes sense. Kind of energy. Yeah. But look, when I'm dead and gone, I hope James is putting me in the ground. I trust him. Okay. I trust him with my, not with my life, but with my death. <laughs> Rest in peace. Also, James was just so funny. Like, yes. he was so funny. And I don't think he's really remembered as a comedic character of Survivor. I think he's remembered as a bozo for getting sent home with two idols in his pocket and, like, as a strong person, but as a person who got played by the Black Widow Brigade, even though he left on a medical injury. Um, and I think he's remembered. But, like, look at the banana etiquette. Like, that was funny. That was funny. And he had so many great moments in China. And that moment where he gets naked in China and showers, and you've got Courtney and Amanda watching him. We were all there. Courtney, who in her interview with us, uh, signaled signaled that what she was looking at was big. She didn't say it with words, but she said it with her hands, and our patrons can see the video of that. Mm. <laughs> so, so James, yeah, deserved. Shall I take the next one? Please. Let's go back to Cook Islands and crown the winner of Cook Islands, king of sexiest men of Cook Islands, which is Yul Kwan, who even when he came back for Winners at War, hadn't aged a day, looked just as hot. Yul is, I, I think I've said now six people are in my top five, but Yul's in my top five. Like Yul, there's there's no going wrong with Yul because not only does he have a completely banging body and an adorable face? But he is so smart and calm. Like Yule is marriage material. I was going to you know? say, yeah, marriage material. What's interesting, though, just food for thought. I mean, because the game is famously fuck Mary kill, and the genesis of that game is this idea that like who we want to fuck and who we want to marry fall into two different categories, mm-hmm. and we are doing like sexiest men of Survivor, not sexiest husbands. Mm-hmm. I'm not disqualifying him by any means, but I'm just saying it's interesting to note because like the majority just of the people- Just to be clear, I wanna fuck him. Okay. You wanna <laughs> fuck and marry him. 
Yeah, it wouldn't become one of those. So you'll fucking marry him and then James Clement will bury you. And then you sort of checked off all three boxes. A hundred percent. Fair enough. Okay, next up on our list, we have an obvious selection, but that would be Ozzy Lust of Cook Islands, Micronesia, and South Mm -hmm. Africa. South Pacific. South Pacific and Game (laughs) Changers fame. Yeah. um, Work. Um, I mean, what is there to say? It's all out there. I think that he's got, and he'll admit this, he's got three sexy seasons, Game Changers, not so much. I think he'd been, Uh I think he'd fallen onto some harder times during Game Changers, but thank you. You know who he was giving in Game Changers? Who? Dustin Hoffman as Hook in Hook. Interesting. With the wig. Huh. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, definitely that's interesting. <laughs> Not uh, Didn't come to mind for me, but okay. Uh, obviously, we love the OnlyFans. We love his sex positivity. We love his coming out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Ozzy's a really good sort of example of how to be an alumni of Survivor. Um, if, you, if, if you exist in a drop your buffs um, continuum, if you will. Uh, just really, really hot really has like the bot again similar to like the corn fed thing but less in the all-american way but more in the sort of just like ozzy is someone who just spent a lot of time surfing and on he's the beach, beach yeah he's just yeah. got that like beach body it's hot he's got a great dick let's be honest you can google it <laughs> i highly recommend his episode of foursome for, for, uh, the playboy uh series that he did before survivor um as being like canon to the ozzy sexy um, cinematic universe, if you will. Um, and then obviously he's got his fantastic OnlyFans. And then also he has his porn Twitter if you're inclined to, if you're curious but don't want to commit dollars. The porn it's Twitter different? really. Yeah. It's the same Twitter as his normal Twitter, no? No. Oh. There's Oz Gone Wild, I think is the. We'll, we'll oh. Link. Yeah, yeah. We'll link. I don't know that we'll link, but like you can look oh. it up. <laughs> Okay, we have another entry from Cook Islands, and that is he's a little bit of a wild card, but not so much if you're if if you're in the Survivor Sexiest Men sphere. It is JP Calderon, who uh, was voted out pre-merge, I believe. Yes, he was voted out pre-merge. Went on to be on the Janice Dickinson Modeling Agency, which he's perhaps better known for. Uh, JP is just hot. Look, I mean, he shared a tribe with Ozzy. And what a tribe to be on. And Billy Garcia. I wonder if JP and Ozzy have spoken at all since. That's I will say, can we be like, are we allowed to like keep it 100 here? Yeah. I will say like present day JP has dabbled in the, the cosmetic procedures. And okay. I miss what once was. Is that okay to well, say? Things... Things change. Things do change. Well, things change, but also people can... (laughs) I mean, they do. Uh, I I, I haven't seen JP's new look, but uh, we're basing this off of the Survivor look, and I gotta say, the Survivor look was was pretty okay. Let me just say, though, uh, I just want to take this moment to message this. There's a rule (laughs) on the podcast, Bitch Sesh, which is that, like, anything spoken about the housewives, there's no, you know running and telling them so let's keep that spirit here right now which is that i don't need anyone 
I don't need anyone letting him know. If I find out that anybody has run and told anybody anything that I've said, look, if if somebody happens to listen to this episode who's named, I can't help that. And I don't think it's happening. Except maybe Xander. And, but but outside of that, if I find out that any of you little rats have run to JP and told him what we have said, you're in for it. Also, it might have sounded like my voice, but it was Sean's. He AI'd it, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, I've blocked before. You know what else I hate? It's like when we post something about somebody and like maybe it's not the best thing about that person. So for example, this didn't happen, but let's say on that Sandra post with Ben and Gabler, somebody tagged Sandra in the comments. Mm-hmm. That would have been an immediate block, I gotta tell you. Mm. Block, block, block. I would have deleted the comment and blocked you. Like, you know, don't, no title tailing. But we've, but thankfully, I think we we are we've not run into this issue, and we yeah, like it hasn't happened. It has happened in the past. I don't remember when because I deleted the comment and blocked. So, so okay, fair warning. Next Let's up, go. and this is in line with timely our yeah with our Patreon, which if you're not subscribed, uh, is Aris Baskoskis. I've never said it out loud until this moment. <laughs> Baskoskis, Baskoskis from Panama and Blood versus Water. Uh, I think this one pretty much speaks for itself. Aris is hot. I would say second, perhaps, to Brian uh, as the second hottest winner of all time, question mark? There's... Whoa. You're putting Brian as hottest winner of all time? Who are you putting as hottest winner of all time? I haven't, I don't know, Chris Underwood? He's on our list. That's right. That's what I meant when I said Brian. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. You I thought, thought I meant Brian Hyde. Sorry. Oh, my yeah. God. Sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. So Oof. many so many names flying around here yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ours is just good looking, similar body type to Aussies as far as just like California, long and lean, good what to look at. What about Fabio? He didn't make our list. I think he's, I could. I would keep him as an honorable. Okay. But he's hot. Hmm, yeah. but Fabio of today. What about Ethan? Who, Ethan, what do you mean? Ethan, he's a winner of Survivor. Oh, sorry, well, you're talking about the gun. Uh, wait, let's see. Well, yeah, we're getting ahead of uh, ourselves. Yeah, you, no, no, you bring up an interesting point. I would put Ethan yeah. above him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Aris, yeah, I mean, like, he's cute. He's cute. Aris has boy next door cuteness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he seems like a good guy. He does. It's like, Aris is very, like, seems just, I don't know, keeps to himself. Actually, a listener who is following along on our patron uh, uh, recap of Panama sent me something that Aris said in his quarantine questionnaire, which is something Dalton Ross did over the pandemic. He contacted Survivor alumni and asked them the same kind of questions. And he asked him, what was it like coming back to regular society after being out there? And Aris's answer is, I just thought, interesting. And I'm going to read it. He said... Oh, yeah, that was a trip. I remember turning the stove on and off hundreds of times, just mesmerized that I could have a flame with the twist of my wrist. I really appreciated all of the creature comforts that our modern world provides. I also remember the day our cast was announced. It was the first day our country began bombing Afghanistan. Our cast announcement got top billing. I realized that we were just distractions keeping people's focus occupied on a game show, albeit a great game show, so that larger social political issues can be swept under the carpet. That's a king answer. Hot. Hot. It's hot. Moving on. (laughs) 
Moving on. Uh, do you want to take this one? This is a, a Palau. Palau I'll take this one because I think you've got some uh, irons in the fire. Uh, <laughs> next up, we've got Tom Westman. Um, kind of like dad before dads. We're like, you know, uh-huh. so much a part of the culture. Um, the OG Pedro Pascal, if you will. Um, Tom's hot. He's a fireman. That's hot. Tom feels like someone that would have been a Samantha love interest on Sex in the City. I'm going to have to take your word for that. But sure. He would be That's my in- love interest on Sex in the City. Mm. Yeah, we love Tom. And Tom is not just a firefighter. I think he was a 9-11 responder, no? Oh, wow. I think that was part of his story. Gotta say, though, I mean, I'm more talking Tom during uh, Palau. Because I think, yeah. Well, he didn't have a lot of time to shine on Heroes versus Villains. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love Tom on Palau. Moving on. Love Tom on Palau. Okay, well, moving on, I'm going to go to... If Brett is my number one, he's got to be number two. It's Burton Roberts from Pearl Islands. What more is there to say? Like, if he has just 100% meat... He's got hair, body, face, hair on body. Everything is perfect. Like there's really, if, if I, if somebody put like, uh, (laughs) if somebody did like a brain scan of my brain and then printed it out, it would just be Burton, uh, it would just, it would just be Burton Roberts cast photo, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about him all the time. Yeah, I mean, he's so hot. And what's funny to think about is it's like, that's never, like, nowadays when you watch, I'm trying to think, like, I don't know, just so many shows. Like, when there's a hot guy, everyone's like, oh, my God, this is, like, the hot guy. And, like, Twitter gets excited, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Burton would have never left being on a show like Survivor thinking he was, like, hot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. He was at the wrong time. Yeah, like... Like, he... Like if the, if he showed up on Survivor as he showed up on Pearl Islands today, Twitter would break. Like there would be a meltdown. Pedro Pascal has never known anything like what Burton Roberts would receive. Yes. He's unbelievable looking. It's like the only reason I put Brett at number one is because Brett is more accessible. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's more normal. Burton is just... Wow. Well, we've got a few more to work through from this season. Why don't you take the next one? Because I'm not sure I quite understand it. Oh, see, I would put, I would say Ryan (laughs) Opry or Opry or Ryan Opry of Pearl Islands would be my uh, 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 Brett. Oh. I remember when I was watching my original watch of the show, Ryan was my first like real crush. Cause I thought John Carroll mm. was cute. And I obviously thought like Ethan was cute, but like Ryan was sort of my, like, I got my eyes on you. He's just yeah. so cute. He has that exact same Brett quality that you're speaking to. He's like not on the show a lot. He doesn't light up the screen, <laughs> but he's just like adorable. Like you want to like go in like the back of the, you know, Seven Eleven and make out. They would call him Rhino, wouldn't oh. they? Because he was Rhino. Well. You know what rhinos And do. you know what they say about rhinos. <laughs> horny. Yeah. Well. Well, speaking of horny, we have one more from Pearl Islands and also Second Chance, and that's Andrew Savage, 
who I feel like we have been talking about a lot, actually. And maybe it's just because of our rewatch of Survivor Panama, where the Andrew Savage character is reborn as Terry Dietz. But Andrew Savage really can get it any day of the week. Uh, Andrew Savage of Pearl Islands, Andrew Savage of Second Chance, even if he was a bit annoying on that season, like, annoy, like I'll get earplugs. Yeah, no, he's so hot. The image that's burned in my brain is him with all of the weights, you know, with the sandbags yeah. and oh, that joint yeah. challenge. I feel like that's, uh-huh. like, if there was an image of Savage, that is the image. Um, it's also kind of like a shame because I feel like he's really due another chance to like, I don't know. I, I I would love to see him play on the play again because I have a feeling that he would see. I have a feeling that he would be be different on the show in response to seeing himself on the show. Mm. I'd be curious, to like know like what he's like as a. I mean, we'll never know, but like what he's like as a person. Yeah, I think I think he is what we saw. I I don't think he was that bad. Like I really don't think he was that. Well, bad. the exit line like, is not great. <laughs> Which exit line? When well, he, it's yeah to Kelly. What does he say? I forget. He like no, he does something really bad. No, no, no. But it's but I think I think what happened was now I'm gonna get this wrong, but. He gets voted out after the after the iconic Wentworth does not count. Wentworth does not count. Wentworth does not count. He, he gave her the middle finger. No, he gave Abby the middle finger because she said, "Well, at least you made the jury." Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. After Monterey, at least you made the jury. So I don't think yeah. that that's great. Yeah, I like I like it was Abby being Abby, and he kind of like responded in a way that uh, it's just he like if it would have been at the tribe it's like you he had the chance to like wake up the next day and be like i'm sorry it was the heat of the moment but like for that to be his last ever appearance on survivor is him flipping off a woman i don't know not my favorite okay well he can flip me off any day he wants. hello all right we've got two left and we did drop alec merlino so this is uh, number 19 we have oh it's i'm glad we're on. ending with these two yeah, me too. It's Ethan Zahn of Africa All-Stars and Winners at War. I would say as hot. Well, not as. <laughs> I would say hot in all of them. Hottest in All-Stars. Hottest in All-Stars, for sure. So hot in All-Stars. Hot person. I mean, Ethan's got the full package. Hot Jewish representation. Mm-hmm. Hot cancer survivor representation. Mm-hmm. Hot. Hot, hot survivor couple representation. Hello. yes. With Jenna Maraska. Yes. Hot good person representation. Hot PETA ad representation. I don't, I don't think I have another one. Oh, wait, doesn't hot, he make... Hot, hot drop your buffs guest representation. Absolutely. When we interviewed Ethan, like, I was just... <laughs> I was just staring at the screen. Like, I couldn't believe how cute he was. And you know what it was? You know, like, things attract you about a person when you're talking to them? It was his teeth. It was like the way that his lips were moving around his teeth was so mesmerizing. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And you never feel that way about me. So should we go on to our next one? Yeah, we'll go on to our next one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Do you so have we, anything else you want to say? About no, Ethan? but like we we absolutely love Ethan. I mean, like we're we're veering into like the most popular territory. Obviously, it's uh-huh. like this is not a hot take, right? But we love Ethan, and it's fun to like thirst after someone who's also great on the show and a great 
seems to be a great human being and that's really beloved in the survivor verse. And I would put Ethan like amongst like the, if you were to like pantheon, just the great players of survivor, obviously Ethan's there and it's good for us that he's also hot. Cause I think that's a hot pothead representation, mm. hot inventor representation. Yeah. He invented that cereal bowl. I was, that's what I was going to bring up. I was, I was going to say, I, yes, we're, we're aligned. <laughs> Okay, and closing us out, I would be curious. Let's take a beat and just like, if you're listening to this right now, I want you just to mouth out his name because I know you know it. I'm going to do, on the count of three, two, one. Richard Hatch. (laughs) (laughs) There's a chance, though, that you're saying someone from season one, but that's, but uh, unfortunately, Uh uh, we, not unfortunately, fortunately, we went with uh, Survivor. Australian Outback, Survivor All-Stars, and Survivor Heroes vs. Villains alumni Colby Donaldson. I think the first breakout star of Survivor, obviously I know Rudy is a star. I guess, I not the, okay, so I should requalify. Whoa, 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 not the whoa, first whoa, breakout whoa. star, the first hot star. Yeah, beef, first beefcake. Sur- first Survivor beefcake. Mm-hmm. Grade A beef. Grade A beef. Hot, hotty, hot. All American, but also like giving like big like like South American, not South uh, American, but like, South American. <laughs> like Southern American, Southern American representation, <laughs> um, kind of like an asshole, but like in the way that like the problematic way in which like so many of us chase after assholes. That's Colby, and I get I th- I think again hottest on All Stars. Yeah, I think I mean hottest on original season too. Yeah. I do. Th- I do have a special place in my heart for the heroes versus villains, Colby. You know when like Superman got fat, as they said, and uh-huh. like I liked that. Wait, but I thought Colby was like thin on. I know, but they but the James described him as like it's like Superman got fat. Oh like, right, 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 right. But yeah, but not like physically. He just like yeah, yeah. He, like, was, he was not a at, in as great of shape as he was. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. The outback, let's say. Okay, so um, but I liked that Colby, but okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we close out, let's just, should we go through the honorable mentions? Yeah, let's go through some honorable mentions because there's some people I would have loved to include. Okay, so first up, I'm going to mention Rob Mariano, strictly speaking, Marquesas. I think it's like, he deserves to be on this list. He's not there's like- something there. Yeah, it's not hot, hotty, hot energy, but there's, I think part of it is just like his confidence and that Boston representation was not something I was familiar with. And I think a lot of people were, I feel like now it's very like, we know Boston men, but I feel like there was a time and place where like the Bostonness was, was cute. Yeah. Look, Amba, Amba didn't just fall in love with him for his accent. Okay. Greg Buis, Survivor Borneo. I think my original Survivor crush truly was Greg. Cutie. Adorable. Like, definitely, like, early Sean Cody energy in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little gay baby. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which is important. Uh-huh. So next we have Matthew Von Ertzfelder, <laughs> uh, yeah, the runner-up from Survivor Amazon, who won't be top of mind for people. And the face is not, like, the face card does decline at times. <laughs> but he just had a hot body. And I it like was a, it was an incredibly hot body. You know, you mentioned, like, you know, he got that crate. He, he got that crazy thing going on towards the end where everyone was like, is Matthew yes. crazy? And he's going to kill us with the machete. And you com- I was like, that's a little sexy and dangerous. Well, that says a lot about you. But um, <laughs> but you mentioned like the refrigerator build earlier. It's like Matthew has refrigerator mm-hmm. build. Oh, big time. Big time. 
You could just like lay your entire body on top of his body and just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. And still have room. Yeah. It's like there would still be room for Jack on the door. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to do two, a, a double whammy here because they're both from Marquesas. I want to shout out Sean Rector and John Carroll. And just generally speaking, because you brought up Rob Mariano, there was something going on on Marquesas because they were all oiled up. I don't know if it was like a bug repellent that they were giving them or something like that, but their bodies were oiled up like nonstop and everybody just looked incredible and they're like lounging in their little confessionals. And I think Sean and John deserve love next up i've got john kenny who no one will remember um but john was on vanuatu um okay just worth a google it's hot john kenny john kenny okay not john kennedy don't google that no all right i'm gonna have to take your word for that uh, I'm going to go with Palau and Guatemala star Bobby John Drinker because Bobby John was a big crush of mine for a long time. I get it. Speaking of the boy next door look. Yeah. I have nothing more to say to that. I think he's got a bad uh, attitude, but, you know, I'm not looking for an attitude. got a bad temper, too. That's what I meant. Oh, okay, yeah. But, like, or both. Uh, <laughs> next up, Albert, uh, famously working alongside Sophie um loved him and i loved his like that like peach fuzz body hair he had on his like uh, on his pecs remember when she told albert during that uh during that challenge where she was stacking her cards and she was like albert pick up my cards i mean i feel like if you're gonna remember albert for any reason it would be for that so yes i do remember that <laughs> Okay, my next one is another Cook Islands. Look, Cook Islands was a hot cast. It is Nate Gonzalez, who famously went on a date with Parvati before they played Cook Islands. So, hey. Next up, I've got uh, Survivor Season 35 alumni. Or what is that? That's uh, Heroes versus, oh, versus Healers versus (laughs) Elsers. Alan Ball. You won't remember him, but once you Google him, you will understand why he makes, makes the cut here. Alan Ball. Yeah. Okay. Hot. I'm going to take your word for that. My next is a Drop Your Buffs alumni. Alum. Uh, I almost did that thing that you do. Uh, It is a Drop Your Buffs alum, Earl Cole, who, again, when we were talking to, and, like, Earl was wearing a hat, and his lighting wasn't all that great, but I was like, he's cute. And rewatching Fiji, I was like, Earl's cute. Earl's cute. Shout out to Earl. Next up, I've got Chase Rice of Survivor Nicaragua. Um, very honorable. That's that. <laughs> the honorable Chase Rice. Well, I have the honorable Fabio Berza from Nicaragua, who I just want to say, if this list was based on how they look today, Fabio might be number yes. one. Uh, yes, we're aligned. And we've, we've featured Hot. him on the Instagram. We did. Yeah, it was, it was some many moons ago, but go back and find it. He's riding a tractor. He's looking incredible. 11 out of 10. Keeping things on the Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers, I've got Devin Pinto. Um, Devin is gracefully... <laughs> like, sh- what is this season? You'd remember Devin. You'd remember Devin. He's around for a long time. Okay. Anyway, Devin Pinto, great body, hot. Okay, I believe Has you. the gutters. Uh, oh, nice. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with... Jeremy Collins, honorable mention from San Juan del Sur, second chance and winners at war. I think especially in second chance when he came back, it was like, oh, oh, Jeremy. 
I'm going to go with Chris Noble from Survivor Ghost Island. I have no idea who this person is, but there's just a really <laughs> hot image of him that I found. Oh my God. Like, Don't tell me it's the guy. Is he blonde? Yeah. Oh my God. It's the dummy. He's a big dummy. He's a model and he's like, his whole thing is like, he's dumb. Great. Well, he can be dumb all over me. But yeah, he's got the body. He's definitely got the body. Okay, I'm skipping all the way ahead to 41, who, like, I would say is hotter than Xander, but that's just for me, and it's David Voce. Yeah, I get it. Who, yeah, I was very enamored with when I met David Voce. I'm going to go to Survivor One World, Jay Byers. Jay is so hot. Actually, like, could have been a contender for the 20, now that I'm re-looking at these Survivor One World? I was getting him confused for the guy that's on the challenge all the time now. No, Jay is looking good. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'd love that. I have only one left, and that is Survivor 43's Ryan Madrano, who we lusted after for a long time during yeah. Survivor 43. And I think uh, if we're talking new era, he deserves an honorable mention at the very least. We are talking new era for briefly. Um, and then let's just close this out by mentioning for, you know, some people out there, uh, Jeff Probst. I think he deserves mm. to be in the conversation. We've talked about mm-hmm. moments, especially in the early seasons, when Jeff is giving hot. And I think Jeff had hot moments at times. At times. He had a lot of hot moments. Okay. And I think that Jeff's hottest moment was... Survivor Amazon. I think in Amazon, it was like he had like figured out the styling a little bit. Like it was a little more cemented and he was still like, I don't know, just young and young and hot. Mm. Amazon Jeff is hot. But I would say like that whole stretch of like, you know, one to eh, 13 or so. Mm -hmm. Hot. Hot. There you have it. That is our list. We will bring this over to the gram, and then maybe we'll maybe we'll march madness it. We'll we'll see. We'll see where we end. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll make sure to create visuals. Obviously, for this episode, please comment with someone that we did not make our top twenty. They can be an honorable mention that did not make the top 20, please include their full name and in parentheses, their season or or commas if they're seasons. So the full name and seasons, and we will see if there's any data to be collected there as far as, you know, people that are in agreement that were omissions of ours. Yeah, and I have to say, like, I put a call out on the Patreon Facebook group for who they thought we were going to leave off. And actually, we got a lot of them. And, and uh, we I'll made the list before we put the call. Way out. before. Way before. Uh, there's only a couple that we actually left off that we were called out for. One was Wu from Cagayan, and actually fair. And another one that was a big oversight was Eric from China. Remember Jamie and Eric, the virgin? Yeah. yeah very yeah. cute. Yeah, very but cute. Look, not everybody gets to make the cut. Not So, does. look, this is a very subjective list. And we do want to hear from you. Um, no need to tag the players, but hey, do wait, do you do you. Shoot your shot. I have a feeling we'll be hearing <laughs> from a few. <laughs> All right. With that, I want to let everybody know that uh, maybe even by the time you're seeing this, we will ha- be recapping. And just like that, as promised, this is, uh, of course, Survivor-related because Sandra Oakley very famously starred in one episode of Sex in the City. And uh, it really spawned an entire 
media <laughs> empire. And so now we're into, and just like that, no, no, uh, no sight of Sundra on the horizon for, and just like that. But you know what? You never know. Kim Cattrall's back. Crazier things have happened. The gag here is that I've never watched uh, and just like that. And I've seen five or six episodes now of Sex and the City. And so uh, we're doing a little role reversal uh, where Evan is the expert and I'm the newbie. So that's going to be fun? Question mark? I was going to say buckle up, but I'm actually going to say strap in because that is a joke that is relevant to the premiere. Oh boy. Okay. So those, those recaps will be coming and we are working on survivor interviews that are not from survivor 44 and not with Brett. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not with Brett. Definitely not with Brett. He wants us to leave him alone. Okay. If you are an alumni that was mentioned in this episode and want to Get in touch with us and make a video accepting this honor in the vein of Maddie. In the vein accepting, of Maddie. Yeah, please get in touch because uh, I feel like we could, you know, we could franchise out our award show with a second award. Totally. Las Culturistas is shaking. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that, thank you so much. I hope everyone has a happy pride. We're going to do one of these lists uh, next year for the ladies. Lady. They don't have to. Well, never mind. Yeah. We'll talk about it next year. We'll talk. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.